millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Serati from Soda Stereo. That was perfect. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Your, such a your good, English like, accent is yeah. terrifying. Not in a bad Thank way, like terrifyingly darling. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. I can only do like posh queen or like East London. There's no in between. You all right, mate? Or like, hey, darling, yes, that's about right. That's lovely. Can you say bottle can of you water? Give us one more. You, you all right, mate? Again. You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, are you all right? Good evening, Buenos Noches. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Is that all right? Uh, you know what? I'm a Spanish teacher too, so I will just say noches is feminine, so you'd have to say buenas noches. Ooh. Wow. No, go on, say it, Michael. you got to say it. <laughs> Bu- buenas noches. Perfect. That's it. <sighs> Easy. You graduated. Thank Lovely. you. Right. I'm a fluent Spanish speaker now. You're officially yeah. bilingual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Officially. <laughs> um, welcome to the Goats podcast, the greatest podcast of all time, where we discuss the greatest of all time. This week, we are joined by a very special guest. I would like to introduce Paula Luna, an extremely talented musician from Chile who is going to be our expert today and also presenting her candidate for our topic. Now, before we get into how everyone is and if they've been up to anything interesting, which I'm sure the boys certainly haven't, Paula, did you want to just introduce yourself quickly for the audience, for people that don't know, people that are listening? Sure, yeah, but I think you said it. I mean, I'm Paula Luna, I'm a Chilean musician, I live in London, um i make indie rock uh but i studied jazz and pop so it's kind of weird it's not like that obviously influences the music but yeah that's that's me that's who i am nice. there we go for for once Vinny's not the best musician in the room oh no i'm scared man <laughs> no, he's gonna be like well actually and i'm gonna be like i'm a fly it's I a single music, but, I'm a fly. <laughs> oh. but how is everybody has everybody had a good week i mean we us three we only saw each other two days ago i can imagine not a lot has happened in those two days nothing has happened <laughs> absolutely nothing the only thing of any note that's happened to me is i went to pilates which that? I've, ne- wow. I've never done Pilates before, 
And oh, I heard parties. I was oh no, like, I didn't. Well, get, no, no, not parties. No. No, yeah, no, I was like, no, good no, for no. you. No, no, I've never done parties boring. before. I was like, interesting. Okay, that's more. <laughs> much more mundane than that. Just Pilates, which um, it's just it's just like I don't know what it is. It's just like stretching, but it's really painful. Um, yeah, people who do Pilates make it look so easy. It's like, dude, no, you're suffering, but you make it look graceful. And well, like, this no. is the thing: is it? It I I went thinking this is just going to be like musical stretching and it was absolute agony i mm-hmm. i am so unflexible i have no core strength whatsoever my ass hurts i don't even know why i don't, I don't know where's <laughs> that happened that Squeeze wasn't even, that wasn't even part of what happened center of gravity exactly well yeah well i don't gravity, know yeah i don't know i'm making that up <laughs> sounds now, right sounds, sounds about right um uh, Paula, anything exciting happens to you this week? No question mark. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm going on holiday with my family next week, so super exciting. I'm going to Italy. Oh, nice. Which is great. You know, and you know what? This is really random, but when people ask me, sometimes people ask me where Chile is, and a lot of times people think it's in Italy. So that's a <laughs> random link. Yeah. It doesn't even sound, it's not even like Chile, Italy, I don't know why. I think it's because it's like Sicily and then people do the link with Chile, but still, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird. At least the people that have said it to me haven't said it in a, kind of like, I know where it is, it's in Italy. And they've been like, I don't really know where it is, but I have a guess. And I'm like, okay, go for it. (laughs) But yeah. Anyway, so Italy, basically I'm just going home essentially, according to those people. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't really know that much about Chile. Am I, is, yeah. is Chile is the pre- pre- correct pronunciation? Chile? Chile? Uh, so this is a point of high drama amongst Chileans. A lot of people prefer for people to say Chile, but I think like if in English it's Chile, it's Chile. Like, I don't know. That's fair. I'm yeah. chill about it. We've got a run for our money here. We've got a run for our money here. That was that yes. was nicely cringe. <laughs> sorry, that was fantastic. Guys, I'm sorry. That was great. No, uh, no, the only thing I know about Chile um, is it's really long. It's like so mm. long. I, I yeah. remember seeing like a picture of it next to the like next to like the whole of Europe, and it's yeah. just enormous. It's like just yeah, one from the top of Europe line. to the bottom, or if you. Put it on its side. It's the same width as the United States. Wow. So, I mean, that's very long. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah, we've got every climate you can think of, like deserts, Antarctica, all that good stuff. You know, Easter Island is also Chilean, so we've got oh, random wow. stuff. That's pretty we're good. All, we're already learning and we haven't even started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, should we start? Should we get started? Yeah, why not? Let's do mm-hmm. it. So this week we are going to be discussing and crowning the GOAT Latin American musical artist. Now, when I, me, think of Latin America, because I have to make everything about me, I obviously think of Messi and Pele of and Maradona and Americana and Germany 7, Brazil 1. And although South America and Latin America is very passionate about football, they're also very passionate about music, carnival, tango, samba, cha-cha-cha. It has a very, like, fun and vibrant culture of music. But on this podcast, we always have to whittle it down to just one. One definitive goat. 
So without any more chatting from me, who is going to go first with their pick of the GOAT musical artist? I'll go first. I, I almost want to get mine out of the way because I feel like it may cause anger and hurt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that one early. That's great. Um, also, I do think, I think GOAT Latin American musician might be the the broadest category maybe we've ever done. Like it covers such an enormous amount of people and cultures and <laughs> and of all time this is the thing like even with a decade it would have already been difficult but like of, of all, all time. time yeah that's the thing that's the it's the crux of the podcast really because when we crown them it's done it's in history yeah it, no yeah. one can ever argue with it um, exactly yeah, and sometimes we pick them and we're like, oh, whoops, <laughs> that was a mistake. It's but it's late. done. It's, it's too late. You can't go back. You can't go back, yeah. So, Seb. Right. I'm terrified because Seb texted me. I was like, I'm so lost. I don't know who to pick. And Seb was like, you're going to hate me. And I was like, Shakira? And he was like, no, worse. And I was like, oh, God. Right. <laughs> the thing Trouble. is, I, the, the worst bit is I wouldn't have considered Shakira a bad answer. And even I think what I've picked is bad. So it's oh, it's no. so much worse than that. But it <laughs> but it is good. Here's the thing, it is good. You just gotta hear me out, okay? okay. So look, okay. I'm just gonna start. I don't I don't think it's gonna come to ten minutes actually. I I put a lot of time into it, but it's quite a succinct argument for real for points that will become abundantly clear. Okay, well we can have a little chat about it afterwards then. Now obviously there are a lot of Latin American influence, Latin American musicians who've had a huge amount of influence on music generally. Like I think Latin American music is probably one of the broadest and most influential sounds we could ever cover. And when we get a subject like this, because I am inherently self-conscious and, you know, feel like everyone's watching me, which in a way they are, um, I want to do something that makes me seem very intellectual. I feel this desperate need to like prove myself that I can pick someone that you've never heard of. And in that vein, I, I thought about doing this guy who I found recently, who is probably still very mainstream, if we're being honest, but he's called Willie Bobo. And he did a song called Fried Neckbones and Home Fries, which is fucking great and he was a pretty game-changing guy he was a percussionist and session drummer for some massive artists and then he started releasing his own music which combined jazz with like contemporary pop which at the time this was in like the 60s and 70s was considered like a bit shit and everyone was like oh you can't do that it's like ruining the music but now you go back and listen to it and you're like this actually bangs and his son is in cypress hill which is oh, fucking shit. cool. Wow. Yeah. Extra bonus points for that. Exactly. But there isn't that much there out on him. And I couldn't find enough to talk about for 10 minutes. Right. So I started looking for people who are a bit more cover, a bit more current. And like I'm a big fan of reggaeton. I, I really like Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny. And that's it. That's I it. Look. That's it. That's yep. that's that's their big contribution to music. But I do <laughs> like it. I do really enjoy it. And I was like, if that's the route I'm going to go down, if I'm going to start talking not about cultural influence, not about real nuance, if I'm just going to start talking about pop, there's only one person I can really talk about. Say it. 
Rip the bandaid. I'm not Rip saying the it. I'm, bu- it right now. I'm building up to it, which is oh, going to make it no. so much worse. So, you know what? Up. Can I do a build up to it? Because I think I know who this is. Okay. I don't know the lyric though. Oh, but you guys probably don't know the lyric either. Eh. So I'm not back in Miguel. I've been a long motore. So I'm not back in Miguel. I've been a long motore. No, no, that it, I know that song, but that isn't who I've picked. Oh, um, that, okay. That is that the guy who did Gasolina. Oh, that is gasolina. So that's the beginning because it kind yeah. of sounds like a drum yeah. roll. So I was like, you know what? Drum but roll. I can't say a, da- a daddy Yankee enough. drum roll, but it's not daddy Yankee. <laughs> it's someone else. Now, if you, if you, Paul, if you get this, just don't don't reveal it. Just you reveal it with your face. Hold the suspense and your sadness, mm. but not okay. don't say it out loud. So. But just, but just if you, you might not recognize the name because I didn't know this person's real name anyway. Yeah, I didn't know this Willie dude, so you didn't know this Willie dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a child. Mate, I'm <laughs> already. Paula, you should come on every week. This is fantastic. Oh, you've, oh god, you fitted in here perfectly, well, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Armando Christian Perez was born on the 15th of January, 1981, to Cuban parents living in Miami, Florida. Now... Oh! <laughs> oh no. She's got it. Her so, expression isn't good. This is going to be it, bad. His okay. family... No, no, I just... I think I know who it might be. His family had come to Florida to, to flee the Castro regime, which they'd been very publicly opposed to. And in fact, they were so publicly minded that Perez could recite the works of Cuban poet, Cuban poet, Cuban poet and national hero Jose Marti by the time he was just three years old. Damn. He learned Spanish. No, he learned Spanish before he learned English. And he learned English by watching Sesame Street. Now... He had, an as- uh, he had an absent father and was raised by his mum and was encouraged to make the most of the opportunities that America offered. It was very much a, like American dream. You're here to make the most of it. Take it all by the take all the chances you've got. And I will say, when you realise that and you listen back to the music, you do. There is a bit of it. It makes sense. Like the way he performs, it makes sense. That mentality of like oh, just grab I- everything, do everything. I think I know who this. is. If this is if you if it comes out of this person, I will be surprised because I was like I didn't know that that person was. But if it is, I'm anyway, gonna be disappointed in you. However, do we have a point where we can guess. Vinny, do you have a guess? No, because it will ruin the. There's a. Big... Yeah, no, I won't. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. But I think it would be fun to see who we. Guess. That's true. Maybe all write it down on a piece of paper and oh, then guess. I can't write. Before I do the big reveal, you can't, <laughs> you can't write. write. Michael can't write. Okay. Oh, I actually do have some paper. Okay, right. Let me write it down. Hang on. Okay, I won't. I won't carry on until you've all got it. A few moments later. I'm going to carry on whilst Vinny writes down his answer because things for Armando Perez weren't easy. His mum was an addict and he himself got into dealing as a teenager. But he grew up listening to lights of Celia Cruz and Willie Cherno from the Miami-based hip-hop movement, as well as more conventional mainstream artists like Snoop Doggy Dogg, Jay-Z and Nas. And eventually, Perez himself found himself chasing the hip-hop dream. And his big break came when he met none other than obvious, we can all as taste makers appreciate Lil John. As just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you know that Lil John is actually a really good singer? I know. Like, I, yeah, I've heard that. Really yeah. good. Yeah. 
I won't Google it right now, but please mm. go and find there's this like YouTube video where he just like, it's just like Lil John, yeah, yeah, but like no, not yeah, yeah. like just like blues. I don't remember, but it's that's really incredible. Good. That Do you know who's a lot incredible. like that? You know T Pain. Yeah, who did I was that gonna song say T Pain yeah. is an incredible singer and a really talented rapper, but just. Yeah, Just my favorite like thing about pain. Lil John is the uh, Lil John Lazy Town mashup on YouTube. Yeah, which oh, if you've never iconic. seen, I've never seen it's it. It's so funny. Incredible. It's so funny. Classic. Anyway, look, we get we get distracted. Perez meets Lil John in Miami, and he gets featured on the East Side Boys album Kings of Crunk. Which what a fucking name <laughs> for an album! Jesus Christ! And a year later. He releases the song "Oh Yay," which was featured on the the soundtrack of the iconic film "Too Fast, Too Furious." Now, if you're on that soundtrack, I mean, I don't want to get above my station here, but Paula, as a Latin American musician, being on a Fast and Furious soundtrack, it doesn't get, get higher get any than higher. that. Fast and Furious. <laughs> I'm aiming for Fast and Furious 15, so you know, world, watch out. <laughs> That's funny because they will not stop. We'll be here in twenty years' time, and we'll be on Fast and Furious thirty nine, like yeah, goes yeah. to Mars and like meets up with Elon Musk's little colony and like exactly. races around. It's it's come back around. I thought it was terrible, and then now there's something slightly admirable about the fact they just keep going. Mm. Like there That's is why something... the aliens haven't attacked us because they're like we the Fast and Furious franchise has not ended. We cannot kill these people until they're done. That Vin saves us all. Anyway. Now, then Perez went from the Fast and Furious soundtrack to releasing a couple of successful mixtapes. His first studio album, which is called M.I.A.M.I, or Miami, or Money is a Major Issue. Bang. That's, that's like in, that's in brackets under it. Um, with the lead single, lead single, the lead single, Kulo, peaking at number 32 on the billboard hot 100 yeah <laughs> and from here the rest is history now the Wait, name Pons, you guys know that culo means ass right yeah does it it means like ass yeah yeah it? Uh, just ass that makes so much sense because when i lived with a venezuelan girl she taught me to say then i just saying that if you know culo from well I no she she taught me to say este culo when my girlfriend walked past Ah, well, you know, that's very sweet. It's very romantic. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, look, the rest is history. And you probably don't know the name Armando Christian Perez. Give me but all of our signs. He was a staple in homes across North and South America, even making it across the globe. But you might know him by a different name. That's right. I'm talking about Mr. 305. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. It's yes. Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard I heard Cuba and American Dream, and all I could think of was Scarface. Yeah, he's a well-known musician. <laughs> to be fair, there is a rapper called Scarface, so there might have been an outside shot that he was secretly Cuban. Look, now I'm not going to waste your time by like going on some huge fucking trying to make Pitbull sound like a like a like a proper he is obviously a proper artist, but I'm not going to try and make this sound like nuanced. It's not like that. I'm just going to mm. be pretty blunt about it. Look, okay. I'm not joking, but I'm sort of joking, but I'm not joking because 
I know it's not the most intellectual answer, but his blend of EDM, reggaeton, rap, and pop has been a staple on every dance floor from Cuba to Kuwait for the last two decades. He's been nominated for 143 separate musical awards. He's won a Grammy, a BMI Music Award, and so many Latin American Music Awards. You, it's uncountable. I asked ChatGBT because I couldn't work out. And I said to ChatGBT, how many? And it, it was just like, I don't know. It's too many. <laughs> no. Like, literally, no, it did. No, no it, it did. Didn't. It did. It did. It, did. it honestly did. ChatGPT cannot answer. It, yeah. Exactly. The one thing it was... On top of that, he has four certified platinum albums and literally countless platinum signals. Single. Platinum Why are you struggling singles. With that? It's kind of singles. Literally countless platinum singles. Give Me Everything is certified eight times platinum. Which one is Give Me Everything? The one where he goes like, take a picture of that with a cold egg. You know that one? I don't remember it. Nope. <laughs> it's such a banger. But I believe you, I believe you. I don't think I know a single Pitbull song, to be honest. Yeah, what? neither. No, you do. Yeah, like, let me... Mr. World, I mean, I don't Mr. know. Mr. Worldwide. So many... I know. Oh, my I God. just feel like... No yeah, I know, but I couldn't sing us one of his songs. Like, Timber, it's going down. Oh, I fucking hate that song. I'm yelling, Timber. Yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> oh, my God. Bring, brought back memories when I was 18 in the nightclub. Fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Not good memories, Seb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not, not a good, good thing. <laughs> Look, I know... I know it's not... I know it's not like... Mozart. It's not Mozart, but it's something and you have to give it credit. And it's also not just silliness and big numbers and party energy. He is genuinely... I don't want to say very talented, but he is talented. His second Spanish-speaking album, which is written Dale... But I think I must be pronouncing that wrong. D A L E. Dale. Dale. Which means, oh God, yeah, he says it all the time. He's like, Dale. What does it um, mean? It means like, go on. Exactly. Well, it is considered to be a bit of a masterpiece for a party album. It's been described, and this isn't by me, this is by much more refutable musical outlets, as perfectly capturing the essence of a Latin American party with friends dropping in and out, a fusion of Spanish and English and featuring artists from the whole of South America to come together to make this like party, good vibes only album. And don't take my word for it because he won a fucking Grammy, right? For that album, for Dale. Okay. And yes, he is a bit cringe. And yes, he wasn't <laughs> actually born in South America or even Latin America. No, Cuba's. Oh no. No, he Miami. was born in Miami. But Miami's yeah. almost part of Latin. It, it's so. <laughs> he's part it's, of the culture. He's yeah, part Miami of the culture. Even, yeah, it's honestly, the culture. I agree. Yeah, definitely culture. Yeah, definitely it's the culture. culture. Also, like yeah. it. I saw somewhere. It, like, isn't isn't Spanish like almost a more spoken in that, yeah. in Florida than English like it's like more Spanish the, speakers. The, it's like there's more Spanish speakers than English speakers in certain areas in yeah. the US but also like Florida like even that is a word in Spanish like California like all those everything that's southern United States like it's just all in Spanish like Los Angeles means the angels Florida mm. flowery like just stuff and even yeah just the proximity like it's just Cuba mini Cuba little Cuba exactly and the thing is is he might have 
a big bald head and be a bit cringe and not be that cool. And maybe he just maybe just says the same things over and over again. And like some of his like some of his raps are just words in a line. They don't actually make any sense. (laughs) He reminds me a lot of the guy. Who's that guy who just says the same thing? Two chains. Two chains. No, Sean. Sean DePaul. <laughs> no, Sean DePaul. Sean DePaul. No, Sean DePaul. He is also iconic. No, yeah, he's... I think he's iconic too. I really? think he's iconic too. He just says the Sean DePaul thing. That's like all I know a, him from. Pitbull vibes. Yeah, no, but this is the thing. The yeah, same way, if you put vibes, Get yeah. Busy or Shake that ding about it on on any dance floor it goes off like you can't deny that they're floor fillers they might not be good but they are kind of good mm. you can't you can't like you can't you can't take that away from anyone <laughs> might not be, be, be getting a beer at this point <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely paved the way for the influx of south american music pop music and reggaeton that we have in the mainstream start charts i believe i'm not saying that he is the pinnacle of that but he broke through and i do think i mean whether or not paolo would say this is a good thing or not but like bad bunny and justin Huile, i think that's how i'm saying it and other mainstream um Latin American, Spanish speaking, dance music, pop music. He broke down that barrier. And obviously it's a very English way of looking at it, but I wouldn't have heard of any of that if it wasn't for Pitbull. And rightly or wrongly, Pitbull was absolutely 100% definitely the first exposure I had to Latin American pop music. There is, I can't, I, I undoubtedly, and like he makes bangers, he makes bangers. He does. That's that's Pitbull. That's Pitbull. I just hotel room service. What a tune! Like <laughs> you know, I was I you know the one that goes, I know you want me. Oh you yeah, know I want you. Oh, I know that one. I know you want me. Yeah, yeah, you know, know about this is the thing when I was when I was thinking about wait, do we discuss this afterwards? Because I have comments. No, well that's pretty much. I was going to finish by just saying that influence for me. And the influence of songs like Don't Stop the Party, Don't Stop the Party, uh, yeah, like when that comes on, it just gets the vibes going. Like if the floor's a bit dead, if a DJ's struggling, if he's having a bit of a mare, mm. like if it's the if it's the graveyard shift, put on Don't Stop the Party and people are just going to go like you can't take that away stop from the party. Yeah. You can't stop the party. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> and for me... <laughs> That influence and that that ability to just fill a dance floor, rightly or wrongly, that's goat worthy. That is goat worthy. And yeah, some of his lyrics are a bit one dimensional and if we're being totally honest, quite sexist, but there's an energy there. Mm. He brings an energy and you can't take it away from him. And don't talk about the anti vax stuff he did. We'll just move past that. Anti vax? <laughs> I said we're moving past it, Paolo. We're not talking about it. I didn't know that. Oh, he, he described the pandemic as a scamdemic, which <laughs> minus one. <laughs> you can imagine just being like a dale scamdemic, like it's yeah. just yeah. all just like it's great. He's not real. <laughs> didn't um? Oh god! Didn't Pitbull get um? Because there was like that competition where um 
people could vote in. Oh where... yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people voted in like where they wanted to see. Um, it was like Taylor Swift and Pitbull and a, fun, a few of these artists where they wanted to, them to go. I think uh, basically 4chan got a hold of it, and uh, for Taylor Swift, they did it for a. They like rigged the votes so the most votes was like this uh, blind and deaf school or something. And then Taylor Swift was like, "I'm not doing that." But then for Pitbull, they 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 rigged the vote for so like some it was ice- Alaska. Was it? No, I thought it was an Icelandic. Was no, it so Alaska? It was, it was it was a promotion with Walmart, and they said that the the company with the most the Walmart that had the most likes on Facebook, Pitbull would go there and perform. Yeah, and they picked one in Alaska, but he went. It was like and absolutely <laughs> it was just like put thirty down people a were like thirty people living in this town, like a tiny tiny place. But he actually but went. I kind of think that's fair badass. Play, like he just went. Play. He just went and yeah. did it, and yeah, he play. personally invited the guy from Something Awful, the website, who had, like, started the whole thing. Oh, really? Because he thought it was so funny. He paid for him to fly out to come to it. Wow. Like, he had to go because he's he's apparently Mr. Worldwide. So if he turns, Mr. Worldwide. Down, of course. If he turns down a destination, they're going to call him, like, Mr. Select <laughs> yeah, Countries, aren't they? <laughs> but I love it. I, like, obviously, there are bits of him that are a bit shit, but, like, he really doesn't take himself too seriously. And I just think... There's something oddly lovable about Pitbull. Mm. Yeah. I think the thing about that I was having trouble with when choosing mine was that that is a factor. Like a lot of, I asked on my Instagram, like, guys, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know who to pick. <laughs> Opinions, please. And then everybody jokingly would say like certain artists and they were like, but this, there's this guy, Luis Miguel, who came up a couple of times and everyone's like, everyone's like, um... Yeah, no, but you can't say that. And it's like, I get why not, because there's, well, he's not Pitbull level, but it's kind of like just fun music. Mm. And so everyone's like, it's not serious enough. And then it's like, but what do we like about music? Like we, in this screen, we have all heard Pitbull and had fun-ish with Pitbull Mm. in the background, you know? (laughs) So what is music? What is the enjoyment of music? Like, how do we define? Like, is it because of technique? Is it because of content? Like, what defines a good musician? And I think that you went on an angle that, sure, it's not like the serious thing, but you went on an angle that is still very important, which is enjoyment. Exactly. And also, like, just nostalgia. Like, when you hear Pitbull... It does make you smile. Like you kind of, I, this, I've never said this. I don't know if I've told many people this. My first kiss was to Pitbull by Timber by Pitbull. <laughs> oh, got, yes. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you have your eyes open the whole time? And everyone was like, you shouldn't up. do that. You didn't have to say that. You didn't have to bring <laughs> that. But yeah, no, my, my, my first how kiss, how old, however old I was in 2013. How old am I now? Will we 2023? I would have been 15. 15. Yeah. And it was my first, it was my first proper kiss. You know, we all had like kisses at school, whatever, but this was my first, like, I fancy you and I'm going to kiss you kiss. And it was New Year's Eve, 20, it would have been 2013. The New Year's countdown went off. And then when, when it was like time to everyone press play on, it's going down. And I looked at, we'll bleep this, but I looked at Saddam Hussein. (laughs) And, and I didn't stop looking her in the eyes, which it turned out was an issue. <laughs> I didn't know that. that. If she knows, then she had her eyes open no, too. she didn't have her eyes open. My friend, Colonel Gaddafi, came up to me and told me afterwards, he was like, you're not supposed to keep your eyes open. And I was like, 
Thank goodness. You'd have traumatised the poor girl forever if she'd seen you like this, listening to that Just, song. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's going down. Exactly. At New Year's Eve as well. God. Oh, with the that's time. so sweet. And I love how you say it with like first and last name because that's so like high school, you know? It's like, oh, I made up with... Yeah. Well, I will... Pour one out. Yeah, I will. I will take your um, suggestion into consideration when I do my final deliberation. Because I don't know if you know this as well, um, Paola, but every single week, the host is the one who picks. So that's the other caveat of yeah. the show: is that one of us is just our opinion overrides everything all the time yeah. as well. So Pitbull, he's going in the maybe, but then all, all three of them are maybes until I decide. So that's true. It's not a no. It's Which not is, a no, yeah. I have to say, it's quite a pitbull way of looking at things. Mm. It's not a no. It's not a no, yeah, no. I love your passion for him. Like, you're almost swaying me, but because of simply, like, you're like a politician. You're like, and then Pitbull was there for me for my first kiss. Yeah. Pitbull <laughs> was there for you. Pitbull will always be there. Mr. Worldwide, anywhere, anytime, 305. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> mic drop. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe Pitbull is the best. Maybe. I think he might He could be. be, but he also he also couldn't be as well. So we'll find <laughs> out. We've got to listen to two other people. So, And only one of them's got to beat Pitbull. So um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That's tough yeah. odds. That's tough odds. But very, no, Seb, fair enough. Fair enough. Very good. You did You did do that one from the heart. Cool. All right, we've had Pitbull. He's in the bag. Um, who wanted to go next? Paula, did we want to hear from you next, or did Vinny? I don't his hand mind. Up? I'm happy to go next. Vinny, you go, mate. Okay. Okay. Save the best till last. I'm excited to mm-hmm. hear Vinny's though, because I've not heard of Vinny's. I don't think. Right. So, Amy Winehouse, Frank Sinatra, Peggy Lee, Ella Fitzgerald, Cliff Richard, and the Supremes. What do all of these musical icons have in common? Well, um, are, are you going to guess? <laughs> I can just tell you. No, nah, let Vinny do his bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let you know that they've all had a go at covering the exact same song. This song was a landmark for music and almost single-handedly put the country of Brazil on the map for musicians it was a soft, smooth, beautiful, jazzy little tune that goes by the name of The Girl from Ipanema. Yeah, okay, yeah, you do know that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, have you ever been in an elevator? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Oh, God, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, it's just like little vibes, like, just that little head bubble. It is. So infectious was the song that it is believed to be the second most covered song of the 20th century. Second only to Yesterday by the Beatles, which oh is my God. pretty elite company. How does Yesterday go? Yesterday. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so far oh, right, yeah. away. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so why did the girl from Ipanema take the world by storm? Well, quite frankly, it's because it was the first time most Westerners had heard Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova, meaning new wave in Portuguese, was a completely new genre in the late 50s. It combined the rhythmic playfulness of samba 
from Brazil with the soft, vibrant and complex melodies of jazz from America. For both Brazilians and Westerners, it was like absolutely nothing they had heard before. To take the rich and complicated rhythms of a massive samba band and simplify them so you could play it all on just one classical guitar took incredible amounts of genius and talent. And without further ado, the man responsible for essentially inventing this new incredible type of music was a Brazilian guitarist and singer by the name of João Gilberto. Combining this new rhythmic pattern with the intricate and delicate sounds of a classical guitar playing jazz chords was a revelation to the world of music. But not only that, it was also a chance to show the world what the new Brazil was like. See, Brazil had been through decades of political turmoil and corruption during the first half of the 20th century. But with the appointment of Jusali... Hang on, give me a sec. <laughs> with, but with the appointment of Jusalino Kubishek, I think I got that right. That in, sounded good. In 1950. I don't know Portuguese. So. Yeah, it sounds Russian Kubishek. I don't know. That sounds like bubbly Spanish to me. Is that. It sounded legit to me. I'm, to do? I'm a I don't know. It feels, it feels no. weird to imitate an accent. I but. think it's fine. And I also think. Because you're Latin American as well, you can probably get away with it. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. Fine. I'll just use that card. Well, it's like us doing a French accent, like... you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, accents are accents, I think aren't they? Accents are accents. It's kind of fine, I think. Be right. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. But anyway. But yeah, with the appointment of this new fella in 1956, Brazil was finally on its way to both economic prosperity and political stability. There was a feeling amongst Brazilians that their country could be started anew. Gone were the fascist governments of old, and the world started to see Brazil as a place of sunshine, festivities, and beauty. And with this fresh new look of Brazil, João Gilberto's The Girl from Ipanema became the soundtrack of it all. But let's just take a quick look into what made The Girl from Ipanema such an iconic and entrancing song. I already discussed the whole bossa nova instrumentation part of it, but the reason the, the song stood out from the rest of the bossa nova tunes is probably because of the vocals. Originally, the song was sung in Portuguese by João Gilberto himself, but when, re, but when recording the tune in New York, his record label wanted English-speaking lyrics so that it could have more mass appeal in the West. The song was translated fairly loosely, but they didn't have a singer yet. That's when, at the last minute, Zhao's then-wife, Astrid Gilberto, stepped in. Her soft, angelic, exotic voice was the cherry on top, which wrapped the song up so beautifully. She sang with complicated harmonic melodies, but because of her uniquely gorgeous voice and the incredible arrangement by Zhao, the song was a pop hit in the West, selling over 5 million copies, and being awarded a gold disc. Five million when? When was this? Um, I actually, it did, I, it, I like, at when first it, it was one million. Um, no, I but think, what, when did it come out? You know what? I think it was, like, 63, I think. Oh, damn, yeah. So, five million is big for 63, Fucking I hell. feel. There's probably Especially, about ten million people in the world. <laughs> yeah, and, and coming from Brazil as well, like, as an unknown entity into Europe to do five mil. 
Yeah, that's actually in really the sixties. That's massive. But yeah, the record label was so enamored by Astrid's voice that they even released a shortened version of the song with just her singing in, because originally it had her husband's singing as well as her singing in. Um, oh, yeah, so that was her, his actual wife. Yeah, at the time. He just got her to jump on and do it. Yeah, he was just like, I, you know, That's my wicked. wife can speak English, she might be good for this, and then everyone was like, holy shit, her voice is so nice. And because of because of the girl from Ipanema, that was basically her breakout song, and that propelled her into like a massively long and successful career, like singing just because just of that song. Own. Yeah. Whoa. The album which featured the song, uh, Jets slash Gilberto, released in 1964 to critical acclaim and became the first non-American album to win Album of the Year at the 1965 Grammys. Damn. It's been included... There you go. That is a yeah. big achievement. Yeah, it's been included in Rolling Stones and Vibes lists of best albums of all time, as well as being one of the best-selling jazz records of all time. But the good times in Brazil were about to come to an end. Under the oh, leadership... No. Under the leadership of Zhao Gula, the country started to experiment with communism. And so, unsurprisingly, the Americans did what Americans just love to do. And they helped <laughs> stage a coup America. so they could America. instill a right-wing American loyalist as Brazil's new leader. Um, Castello, classic, classic America. Castello Branco was his name. And he served as the... That means White Castle. Does it? Weird-ass oh, name to have. Oh. Yeah. B-R-A-N-C-O. Well, I'm guessing because Blanco in Spanish is white. Yeah. Castelo, Castillo, like, yeah. All right, yeah. Interesting. Bianco is, is white in Italian. I'm, I'm winning in it, but... Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds, you know, sounds have, right. but Blanco is like a last name in Spanish, at least, so, yeah. Yeah, he served as the first president of the Brazilian military dictatorship of the 1960s. This was a tumultuous time for Brazilians everywhere. With massive amounts of censorship, you were no longer allowed to speak out against the government without punishment of prison or worse. Hundreds were executed by the regime and tens of thousands were either detained or forced into exile in the 60s because of this regime. The genre of Tropicalia began to take hold of the country, being overtly critical of the government. But due to these censorship laws, most of these songs were actually banned from radio play. The bossa nova musicians, however, would sneak anti-establishment ideas into their songs so that they could remain radio-friendly whilst That's still cool. condemning That's the powers that be. That. Yeah. Well, it's like with gospel. Oh, really? Is that what they did in gospel? Yeah, some songs are, like, actual, like, the it, they included little tips, like, for the slaves to flee. So, like, there's, like, go over the river in Jordan and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, it's actually oh. go over the river here. And then they had little messages. Also, it was, you know, they had, um, like, songs from Africa. They weren't allowed to sing them. So they had to put, uh, like, Christian lyrics over them. And that way they could still sing their own melodies. Oh, wow. But, and still do, like, a God-related thing. But without the, like, people being like, hey stop doing that and like yeah. we'll kill you it's like okay wow fascinating and that's, that's yeah. wild nobody's doing that to a pitbull song 
Nobody cares that much about listening to Pitbull, do they? This is real music. This is culture. Pitbull, I know you want me is about modern socialism. I know you want me. You know, I want you. Yeah, exactly. It's going down. I'm yelling timber, calling for the revolution. Burn everything. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. You've been my biggest advocate ever. This yeah. is fantastic. I feel like I've got like a lawyer. You're my like legal representation. Like no, 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 no. Indeed. And because you're because you're Latin American, everyone kind of has oh, to yeah, take it. Oh yeah, you get points. You're like, well, the Latin American stands for it. Exactly. Well, just, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is why I think Jao Gilberto is the greatest Latin American musician of all time, and frankly, one of the three that I know. Um, He's known as the, <laughs> he's known as the father of bossa nova worldwide, a genre extremely near and dear to my heart, and those during the really? political turmoil. Bottom. That it's bossa nova is like a genre dear to your heart. I love bossa nova. It's like oh, one nice. of my favorite jazz subgenres. Yeah, because you love like favorite. jazz and stuff, don't you? I love jazz, man. I fucking love jazz. But yeah, not just to me, but to the, those during the political turmoil of the 60s. And he was even dubbed Omito, or The Legend, back home in Brazil. That's what he's called there. That's a good name. That's you a good title. That's better than. That's probably better than Mr. Worldwide, I reckon. <laughs> no, 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 The no. Legend. <laughs> yeah, but Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. The Real same. Yeah, it, it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> He also gave a platform for his then-wife, Astrid Gilberto, to also capture the hearts of millions, including my own. I think she's one of the best singers I've ever heard. I genuinely am in love with her voice. Uh, and quite frankly, the guy was just a straight-up genius with his guitar playing and songwriting skills. Like, There is something, uh, maybe it's just the massive music nerd in me, but there's something about musicians who make really complicated music really poppy and like easy access that just, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm always just bewildered what I buy. I'm just, I just can't help but have the most respect for. Like Stevie Wonder has made some ridiculously complicated music, but like really poppy somehow. And it's just, I don't know how he does it, but it just, it blows my mind every time. And I just can't help but fall in love with that stuff. But yeah, that's, that's Charles Gilberto, the guy who invented Bossa Nova. Fucking fair play, Jesus. That was good. Yeah. Like a fella who invented an entire subgenre of jazz sold five million records and inspired the hearts of an entire nation, then put his wife, like gave his wife a platform to go on and have a successful music career as well. And is nicknamed the legend, like the, not a legend, the legend. And that tune, what's it called again? The girl from Ipanema? Bangs. Anyway, that was great. That was so interesting. Did I you love know, that, Vinny, yeah. I, didn't, I only just realised this because we clicked on the Wikipedia. Do you know the girl from Ipanema is a real person? Yes. It's like based on a real person? Yeah. Called... Who has a name? <laughs> um, no, try it. No, uh, fuck you, try it. Hello... 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 I can't. Helosia Pinto, also known as Hilo Pinero. That sounded better. That sounded Spanish. Yeah, she was. Um... Eloisa Pinto. 
<laughs> my cracker. That was bad. I'll ask for forgiveness from my Brazilian friends. I'll just beg for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Vinny, absolutely yeah. loved that. Um, and I love. Yeah, go Bosanova. Bosanova is the great, the greatest, the great. Yeah, the best. Bosanova is <laughs> great. You. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I know anything about it, but that song is just. It's vibe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember um, I like that. Cause when I was learning drumming, I was like, he was like, right, okay, I've taught you the basics. Where do you want to go? And I was like, jazz. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah. And uh, he basically... Was he sure he could do it? Well, he got me on Bossa Nova. So I basically like just did like Bossa Nova for ages. It was really fun, actually. Like really, really lovely rhythm. But yeah, I love Bossa Nova. Absolutely love it. Yeah. It's great. I have a hard time singing Girl from Ipanema because, like you said, if they have, um, like in Bosa, like, and also jazz when it's done in like an approachable way, they make things that are difficult or complex seem pretty simple or doable. Mm. And then there's this like ninth, you know, like, I'm, I'm seeing if I can sing it, you know, it's like the part that goes like, da 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 da. The next note is fucked up. It's like, ah, yeah. and I have such a hard time doing that note because what's going on in the background, musically, theoretically, your voice is like, no, if I do that note, that note does not Sound go note. there. Like, uh, and, and so every time, like I've sang, I'm just like, like, oh, <laughs> you know? may the Lord protect me. Yeah. And then, then I just jump in and do it, but it's terrifying. So yeah, it's kind of like, it sounds like beautiful well, when done correctly, uh, but it's actually more complex <laughs> yeah. than than it, it is. Seems. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it impressive because all that musical, like I'm gonna say, like musical nerdy stuff. I I could see Seb's face as well. Me and Seb, we don't get it. It's just it's like totally the noise when you like, heads. you know, but when you turn on there, an old fashioned TV and before it like found a channel, it just be like. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I hear. It's but just it's like you're talking about all this thing. And I'm just like, it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes things are, you know, when you see like football players like on the field, they're playing, and Messi, like he makes things look so easy mm. and so smooth, and you're like, I could do this. All the other players around him are just slow, and he's great, of course, but he, this looks doable. And then you try, and you're like, what the shit? So yeah. this is, sorry, I don't know yeah. if we can curse you. No, yeah, but, you can say whatever you want. You just bleep me. Um, and uh, so that's what happens with, like, the what we're talking about with, like, yeah. jazz and bolsa when it's done in that way, where you just see... Uh, Gilberto's wife just do that and she's like messy like she just does it and you make it it's like yeah yeah she just did that I can do that and then you try it and you're like I'm not messy like it's a difficult song (laughs) I have that realization every day I wake up and I'm like like, another day of not being messy god damn it you're really helping Vinny here because now you're getting onto my level. If you say that that song, those are they're like messy. I'm like, oh, I get you. Now. Yeah, I uh, got it. Okay, so yeah. they're messy. Pitbull's probably on that. You know what the bitch. worst bit? Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull is Pitbull Cristiano is Ronaldo. Is the messy of enabling hookups, though. That's true. How many people have hooked up to a Pitbull? But no, Pitbull is—he's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's like—he no, said he's amazing for so long that everyone sort of. I don't know, but Chris... yeah, Ronaldo was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo yeah. was amazing. Cool, right? So we've had, we've had, we've had Pitbull. Quite, we've had a lot of Pitbull. 
We've had Juan Gilberto. Jao, isn't like Jao Cancelo. Sorry. Okay, thanks. Jao Gilberto. Yeah, you've got to speak football to me so I can get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as well. Probably not enough of Jao Gilberto because I really like that. Yeah. That was amazing. And probably a bit too much Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, probably I think, I think the thing is that it's so straightforward that Jao Gilberto is like fucking badass that then we just have to go back to Pitbull because it's like, why is Pitbull here next to Jao yeah, Gilberto? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I'm not even funny. Here we are again. He's back in the conversation. Yeah, he's back up. You see that like gleaming ray of sunshine. You're like, yeah, but what's that ugly mess over there? What's <laughs> that to doing next to that? What's yeah. that doing? Yeah, Why you have to go and have a look at it. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Well, we need our third candidate. So, Paula, it's over to you. Who are you bringing to the table as the greatest Latin American musical artist of all time? Well... I saw that you guys have like a kind of format of talking about it, but I was going to start with something different. Go for it. All right. So I was um, like this. Yeah. Speechless. I was speechless. I was like, what do I say? South America is huge. And are we talking South America or like Spanish speaking America? Are we including Portuguese in there. All the countries are really different. All the eras are really different. It's kind of like saying what's the best European musician ever. So it's like, mm. okay, we could say the Beatles, but what if there's this like really badass like polka band that <laughs> yeah. we can't, you know, it's really difficult to compare styles, mm. times, everything. Everybody, I, my phone is blowing up with like, you know, different artists of different times. And they're like, but what do you mean? And so I was thinking, all right. First, there's categories. There's like the importance of lyrics, Mm -hmm. the importance of live performance, expression, technique as a musician. There's the music. There's if it's catchy, if the musician experiments, what is their reach, their influence on other people? What is is there a versatility of subjects that they talk about? Uh, But mainly for me, it's like, do they connect with their audience? But also, you know, when I say versatility or like of subjects, it doesn't mean that more subjects equal good. Or if the person has, you know, uh, more chords in a song, Mm. it means it's better because it's more complex or something. I don't subscribe to that. My favorite band is Arctic Monkeys. They have songs that are only two chords and I love them, you know. Um, So, yeah, I was like... I I died. But then my (laughs) first, uh, what's it called? My first thought was uh, Tom Jovim, which was the other Bossa guy, but also this man called Gustavo Cerati. And Gustavo Cerati is a rock musician from the band Soda Stereo, like Soda Stereo. And that band was badass. They... You know, you play there. They've got this song called Musica Ligera. You play that song anywhere in Latin America and everybody knows the lyrics. Everybody sings it like, you know, I don't know. What would be the equivalent here in the UK? Like a song. I want to say Mr. like maybe Champagne Supernova. Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Brightside. Yeah, Ooh, Champagne Supernova, Mr. Bright Sweet, Sweet Caroline. No, 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 All Angels by Robbie Williams. What the fuck are you talking about? No. Who's that? 
Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> sing you Angels by Robbie Williams. Oh, she offers me protection. Yeah, I would try to get all Robbie Williams out of my head forever. But Mr. Brightside is like, yeah, that's, that's a staple. Right, right, yeah. yeah, come in out of my cage. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I hate that song, I absolutely hate it. If it comes Why? on at a wedding, like it did a couple months ago, I will belt it out at the top of my lungs, even though I hate it. Yeah, it's the English way. Stockholm yeah. syndrome, Pitbull. Yeah, and it is. Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to Pitbull. <laughs> back to Pitbull. All roads lead to we know where. Mr. Worldwide. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. So there's this guy, Gustavo Cerati. Um, so th- his band, Soda Stereo, was formed in 1982. They did some small gigs, then they did some bigger gigs, and then they went to this festival in Chile, represent, called Festival de Viña, <laughs> which is huge, and, um, you know, artists explode after they go to that festival. For mm. example, Shakira. So, but also Shakira, just to summarize, Shakira, like, had a really big career in Latin America before going blonde and being like la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that, greatest that was impression I've ever heard. That, that was, was so, so good. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it comes with a hair bleach. You're just able to do yeah. it after that. Yeah. No, but just kind of anglicized and just being like, I'm hot and that's what I'm selling to you. Shakira was actually really good. She had really, really good lyrics. Anyway, she exploded after that festival in Chile, in Latin America. And same thing with Soda Stereo. Um, the thing about Soda Stereo is that they are one of the most influential and most popular rock bands in Latin America. Nobody, like, you ask anybody there, like, Soda Stereo, they're like, yeah, for sure. So I am going to pretend I'm not going to go on Wikipedia because <laughs> I saw that you guys were talking about stats and stuff. So. Um, let's see. There were like awards and stuff. They've done an MTV Unplugged. They've been oh, like wow. top songs in Rolling Stone, like all those things, like probably countless Grammys. Like they've just won everything. Like for me, I even felt like I didn't, like I thought about writing that down. And then I was like, no, like Slash Stereo, you don't even need to write that down. It's like saying like the Beatles, like, do you need to say that the Beatles were in Rolling Stone? No, mm. you know? It's kind of almost like, yeah. So they like, Soda Stereo is huge. Um, so Gustavo Cerati, the guy from that band, uh, it was a composer, um, singer, and guitarist. Um, anyway, and they, the band broke up in 97, and then he did a solo project that in, he experimented with like electronic sounds, but people didn't dig it. But he was like really ahead of his time in that sense. Um, and then, they he had a concert in Venezuela in 2010 and he just got this compensado. I don't know the word in English, but it's kind of like you feel really weak. Uh, so he had to stop the concert and then he had a stroke and then he was in a coma for four years oh, and then he died geez. at the age of 55. Oh no, oh that's horrible. Cocaine, that's what it'll do to you. No, I don't know if it was cocaine, but I think. <laughs> That's, we can such a, that's such a tragic end to like it was going so well and it's like oh yeah but then he yeah. like, he passed out he, he had a then he died oh exactly it's really sad and he was amazing so the thing about him is like okay how do I say this so I'm gonna not describe him so much I'm just gonna kind of describe the effect he had in rock music in Latin America mm-hmm. because this is the thing about him and his band 
rock wasn't big in Latin America. Rock was only big in Latin America in really like wealthy areas because those are the people who understood English and they were like, okay, I've got my records from the police and you know, my cousin brought them over. But other than that, people accessed the music that was local mm. to them. So it was perceived as kind of like elitist in a way. So people didn't really like rock. They didn't connect with it. The lyrics were in English. No. So, um, so I stayed, and there were rock bands, but they usually kind of stayed very local and people didn't really go see them. The thing about them is that they somehow united Latin America in liking rock. They were, I did write this down though. <laughs> they were the first band band to tour latin america that's how much they united people wow. they were the first band like the first uh, spanish-speaking band that toured latin america rock bands and this is like of any music so they did that and that's how much they united people um and it's interesting because in south america there's a lot of a sense of national identity like we are all very different and it's very how do i explain this um we're all just very different and it's especially at that time everybody's got their dictatorships people don't talk about that much stuff yeah. like any external yeah. influence things are just very like i'm safe in my bubble I don't everything's you, you very don't divided just... like very sec secular terry exactly exactly so that's the thing um Oh, yeah. And so the thing is, like, usually when you talk about rock, you kind of say like Argentine rock or like Colombian rock. But with them, it's kind of like Sola Stereo belongs to everybody and mm. they're just popular everywhere. Um, and so the thing about Sola Stereo is that they're kind of pop as well. So they describe themselves as a pop band with heavy rock influence. So, um, yeah. So, again, like... Uh, Higher classes were listening to a little bit of rock, and then the lower classes were. Do you say that in English? I feel like in English you don't say it. it sounds kind of weird. Working class. Working class. We yeah. say work. We say lower and upper. No, we say working class. Yeah, we? I feel like there's we high, say high, middle, upper class, and working class, and middle class. We don't say lower class. We know. say working class, but it's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. You say, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, for, I forget because then it's like, wait, I'm saying this, and here it might be. Like, I feel like it's kind of pejorative, but it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah, like no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so working class people uh, listen to more like dance and Latin rhythms, and they kind of combine the danceability with mm. um, rock. And so also they were stylish, like Gustavo Cerati was hot, he was charming. Everybody was just like, we love this dude. We love his lyrics. He sang about things that really get like, united people. Like this, I know that this is the thing. Like when I was thinking about, okay, versatility of subjects or whatever, I was like, maybe they have some protest songs or something that I can talk about, about them being like, oh, they don't. They talk about heartbreak. They talk about death of loved ones. They talk about things that are kind of everyday things that people can relate to, especially at that time when nothing was uniting anybody. Everybody was super divided. The fact that they went and talked about, you know, the most everyday things and they just united people. People like you guys have to, I'll send you guys a link, but like yeah, yeah. the way the crowd would react to them when they were performing is wild everybody felt it and so for me a huge point about being a musician is the point of connection it's so happy but like it's true that's for me that's that's what it is um and so okay wait so the lyrics yes 
the contents of the lyrics is love and all that stuff. And so, but I think that there's something to be said about the fact that it's so accessible. Like they, they are poetic. They're not just like, I love you and you love me. No, I love you, you love me. No, yeah. but it, there's poetry mm. in there, but it's, you still know it's love, you know? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't need to be more than that. It doesn't need to be political and stuff. However, there is a political undercurrent that rock naturally kind of brings. So it was a way in which people could access a bit of rebellion without actually saying fuck this dictator because latin america at that time was a bunch of dictators so yeah. it was kind of a way of rebelling and rebelling in style because you know leather jackets all that stuff but without actually crossing the line where you would be dead <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah another thing is he would uh live performance he would go around he wouldn't stay in the spot he knew how to handle the crowd and get them pumped um and yeah all his charm and stuff uh his technique is really good because he's not doing like a bunch of runs or anything. He's not like, hey, yeah, or some weird shit. Sorry, that sucked, but I was trying to make an example. But no, he knows when to do falsettos, like singing like high notes and stuff, but without making it like, oh, I'm showing off. Like it's still appropriate to rock because rock generally doesn't include those things. Mm. And the melodies are really good. Like they're, they're not just stuck in two notes and they're very catchy. For example, like, I don't know, Franz Ferdinand, who I love, by the way, <laughs> but like Michael, you're the only one, another one, only one, another one, only one, another one, beautiful boys, and you know, the not the monotone almost, yeah. yeah so, the is expressive. like expressive, would you say he was expressive? Or? Yeah, like in the sense of like, I think that that's a valuable contribution to rock in terms of like, there's something unique about it, the and there's something like. It's the fact that he was able to mix like pop and rock and make it seamless. Like it wasn't like too experimental. It just kind of flowed. Um, and then it's super like accessible in the sense of like, it's really catchy. There's a lot of catchy parts that even if you don't know the lyrics, it's like, oh, 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 like everybody can do mm. that. You guys can do that, you know? Uh, I mean, in the sense of like language is not a barrier for, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like, it's very like, the sound is like very 80s. Um, it's very clean. Like the instruments, it isn't like distorted and stuff, which is fine. Love that. But it's rock in a pop-ish version. Yeah, I know well, what you, you mean. Yeah. Have to hear it. yeah. Mm. Um, then there's stuff, they, they include a bit of like Latin American instruments, not that much. Um, and it's not very complex, but it's great because like it's, a lack of complexity on purpose, which I think is important. Um, okay, then we've got their... Well, they've influenced everybody. You ask any musician in Chile or in, in fucking any country in Latin America, and they are an influence. Um, and let me see if there's anything else. No, they're, they're just big everywhere. And even in the States, they kind of did a couple of things, but, you know, like an MTV employed and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think that it's also important to note that because at some point i thought about doing certain artists like in being like okay but they influence they went out of their countries you know but it's like yeah, no yeah. latin america stands on its own it doesn't have to influence or be a part of like anglo culture to be like hey well this made it through yeah so yeah, surely yeah. it's better you know pitbull so <laughs> we're all thinking it we're all thinking it that's the nail in the coffin 
You can't hold him down. He's got a song about that. No, I don't. don't, don't. Really? No, I don't. No, know, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, anyway, so I thought yeah, it yeah. would be also cool for, for you guys to also hear it. I don't know. If in the podcast, then we can add the song or not, or yeah, something. No, we but can. Yeah, we it's can do just, that. Honestly, it's just bop after bop after bop, people singing their hearts out. Things, it's about connection, it's about connecting a society which was super broken. Latin America in itself, the countries are very, they're very different. So it's hard to be like, okay, yes, uh, I don't know, uh, Spain and the UK have something in common, like a whole genre of music that will unite yeah, you completely. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like that, like to that level. No, and Sola Stereo and Gustavo Cerati did that. Bam. That's wow. amazing. Drop. That's impressive, yeah. I Mike think what's really drop. impressive is that what we did, like what me and Vinny did effectively, is we found really good South American artists or like Latin American artists. But what you've picked is an artist that actually covers the whole of Latin America which I think is really like wild. And also, yeah, we would never have known about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I was just kind of like, like, who is, like, I was like, South America, like, who can I pick that represents South America, mm. you know? Yeah, that's tough. That's, a, yeah. You're going to have to give me the name of the fella again, though. Um, slowly, I'll send because... Gustavo, like, Gustavo Cerati. Gustavo. Gustavo Serrano. Okay. Oh, okay. That's is... easier. Yeah. And then the band is Soda Stereo. Where yeah, is yeah. Soda Stereo? Where is he from again? Cool. Soda yeah. Stereo. Argentina. Okay. I'm gonna listen. Yeah. Again, the using the chat, the chat feature that, um, embarrassingly, we three didn't know existed. I knew it existed until the other day. Have you zoomed before? Did you? Oh, guys. Nice. On Monday, the comedian put something in the chat. And me and Michael were just like... <laughs> I didn't know there was a chat box. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah, because to be fair to us, though, we didn't normally use Zoom, so we didn't know. Oh. But, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, that was insane because, yeah, like you said, you, you, you've you picked an artist that is like for South America, Latin America. It's like for that. They haven't had to transcend that and go into the like wider world to be considered great they they just represented yeah. like exactly where they are mm-hmm. which makes this decision of who is the goat really really difficult genuinely so <laughs> i think to first the hardest thing because normally we only have two so you just have to pick one or the other but you always have to whittle it down to two when there's three so we'll do that quickly because I've got a name written on a piece of paper here. Um, anyway, so I've got I've got Pitbull written down here. Um, Mork so is turning his paper with Pitbull written down into a paper airplane and then throwing the plane across what we're the do? room. We're just going to do this with Pitbull. Yeet. Because <laughs> he's out. Oh. He's out of it. He's gone. But also, the irony is, he's Mr. Worldwide. So he's yeah. on a plane, he's going. See ya. He's gone. Yeah. We, don't, we don't want him in this conversation, unfortunately. It was a great presentation, Seb. But there's absolutely, yeah. I'm sorry, even just from a personal perspective, there's absolutely no chance in hell I'm ever going to name Pitbull as the greatest anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not even the greatest Pitbull. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, 
So he's out. So now I just need to decide between Gustavo Cerati and Zhao yeah, Gilberto. Zhao Cancelo. I know. I was, I was trying not to say Zhao Cancelo. <laughs> <laughs> not Cancelo, yeah. <laughs> um, who I think are both insane in their own right. This is such a tough decision. I need to like pick a, a thing that is going to separate them. Can I defend my argument with one more thing? Mm-hmm. I need to send you a link because you know Garota de Ipanema. You're like... Dun, dun, dun. So obviously That's there's already true. an emotional connection. So I'm going to send a link. I'm also going to send a link. Sorry. No, you're not. You're not listening to it. <laughs> I mean, Tarnish my eardrums with more pitbull. All right. I'm going to send a link in the chat, which you now know exists. Yes. Technology. There we go. 283 million balls. Wow, Jesus Christ. Oh, it sounds like a football stadium. It doesn't look how I thought it was going to look. Not hot enough? It's pretty hot. He's not doing it for me. Oh my god, everyone's going nuts. Oh my god, the crowd, yeah. Jesus Christ. It still reminds me of Bob Dylan and his looks. That crowd is wild. It's giving me very big football vibes. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you play the song anywhere, and, and and you'll get that reaction from everybody. Crazy. Okay. You know what? I've had enough of that, and I've made my decision. Hang on, can I send you a link? <laughs> 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 People like, a massive crowd, everyone's going nuts to the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> 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 They've got like... You know those rave dummies? They've got those in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but, right, so we've got Zhao Gilberto and Gustavo Cerati. Yeah, Cerati. 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 Cerati, darling. And I think, based on what I've just seen with my own eyes, the, like... I mean, that crowd, man, we all just saw that was insane. And to think that that is a band that has like, it hasn't needed to leave Latin America to be true to its roots. I feel like that represents that culture better than you can't represent your culture better than that. Um, But Zhao Gilberto is an absolute legend to be the first. What was it? The first Grammy winning album that wasn't American yeah, best, in history. Yeah, first non-American to win oh, best yeah. album, yeah. That's Damn. insane, and that song bangs, and the fact that, like, what, Amy Winehouse, Frank Sinatra, everybody has covered that. It's the second most covered song in history. Those are insane accolades. Like, I absolutely love all of that. But as I just feel like the name, the title of GOAT 
like Latin American or South American musician or artist. Whatever in that we decide to call this episode. Yeah, <laughs> but that just that means something, and that's got to mean like culture. And what I've just seen and what you've been speaking about, Paula, is the antithesis. They are the antithesis. They are like this the definition of that. So Gustavo, he is going to be the greatest Latin slash South American singer, musician, artist of all time because that was crazy and and also that song went hard i absolutely loved that guitar and that song yeah, yeah. it was really good i'm celebrating as if it was my achievement but legit i shouldn't have even it. said anything i should have just sent the video and then been like i loved all the context and all the information is very helpful but we normally celebrate our victories as our victories even though yeah we're just yeah Google no it's somebody. totally yours course. don't don't, yes. don't let that go because otherwise this is meaningless yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> But that was an incredibly close second for Zhao. Incredibly close. That was so hard to choose. Um, and then Pitbull Yeah, I mean, the inventor way... of Bossa Nova is like strong contender, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's it. I, and Pitbull, like a... he's there too. <laughs> no, I, I almost feel like I could swap, interchange the two. I feel like I, they're kind of both the same. But Gustavo and um, Soda, what are they called again? Soda, Soda Stereo. Soda yeah. Stereo. I nearly said Soda Stream, but that's... That's a totally different thing. Soda Stereo are slightly pipping it, yeah. That um, Soda Stereo was the first band to ever do a live stream concert. Really? Wow. And they That's disbanded insane. in '97. So. Oh wow! Ahead oh, of shit. the game. That is mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's another little award for them. Yeah. That is the end of the episode that was a really fun one i absolutely that was, no, that was loved talking about two of thank you picks. so much for coming you've on, been a fantastic Paola. guest thank you guys for having me honestly like this has been really fun really good guest yeah yeah Yay. and you guys are so fun to talk to like honestly all the jokes like the vibe that you guys have it's really <laughs> it's really nice it's been like such an easy conversation it wasn't i was like oh god what if there's weird shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, you never know. And there, and there was weird know. shit, but we kind of made it work. But the good <laughs> kind. No, but like, yeah, thank you for yeah. coming on. I feel like we should do another musical episode at some point and you should come back on and we should talk mm. music again. Yeah, Whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you want. Well, before we go, did you want to um, plug anything before we go? Did you want to let anybody know to go and follow you on Spotify or wherever? Sure, yes. Um, so I'm Paula Luna, and you can find me everywhere as Paula Luna or Paula Luna Music. And I am not as great as Soda Stereo, but I do <laughs> rock. So <laughs> that is my very that excellent That is a good plug, yeah. Pitch. That's wonderful. Now, check me out if you like Arctic Monkeys, essentially. Cool. And Amy Winehouse. So, yeah. Perfect. And you'll find all the links to um, Paolo's stuff in the description. Yeah, we'll put it all down below. It's all there. Thank I don't know why we... Why do we always point down there? It's not actually there. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. That's the end of the episode. So we always awesome. we always say love you bye at the end of the episodes. Oh, that's Aww, true. I so, love you too, guys. Love you yeah. bye. Love you bye. love you bye. So love you bye. Love See you, you next bye. week. See you.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.